Welcome to the Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, guys. How are you? So excited to be here. And I'm like really happy today because here in Central Florida on this fourth quarter, October, November, December, it's my favorite time of year. The weather is just the closest to cool that we get. And I'm loving it because I can just walk, enjoy the breeze and not be bombarded with like extreme heat and humidity all the time. So that right there is going in my gratitude journal. I don't know about you. But today's episode, I'm talking about how to cultivate a six figure sales process and beyond actually. So most business people and entrepreneurs do not realize that if you're an entrepreneur, you're a salesperson. Sales equals scale. You're trying to scale your business. You're going to have to increase sales. In order to increase sales, you have to have a process. You have to have a sales process. It can't be by chance. It can't be different every single time. It has to be a process. And that process is determined by the system that you have in place. So you have to have systems that looks like scripts, that looks like intake CRM, that looks like follow-up procedure, various things. I'm going to get into all those little juicy bits in a minute. But sale, like a lot of people have an issue leaning into sales, especially women. Because of mindset issues, and we have an episode that's already been released on that. So if you feel like you have some mindset, you have a problem asking for money, you have feel uncomfortable sending invoices, things like that, I refer you to that episode. But you have to have a sales process. Going into 2021, you need to be thinking about how are you going to up-level your business. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a one-person show, and let's say you have a virtual assistant, you have no desire to scale your business. You have no desire to make more money and you like it the way it is, then this episode is not for you. But if you are interested in having more money, your business earning you more money, if you're interested in that, then this episode is for you. And if you don't have a sales process and if off the top of your head, you can't even think of the steps in your business's sales process, this episode is also for you. I love sales. Sales is my jam. And I'm more than happy to share you share with you guys what has worked for me. I've tried a plethora. Okay. I've tried a plethora of things. If you're new here, I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. We're a community of women. We're women entrepreneurs. We rebel against the status quo. We understand that life is short and we're going to live our big, fat, juicy lives. Point blank, period. We're going to have the businesses of our dream. We're going to boss up and create businesses that create money, that create generational wealth. 
okay, that allow for us to take care of ourselves and take care of our family. That's what we're going to do. We deserve luxury. We deserve pleasure. Because as women, a lot of times we wear so many hats. And we have to ensure that our well is full so that we can fill up everybody else's cup around us. And don't be afraid of sales, ladies. You are a sales diva. You are a sales unicorn. You got this. Okay? So there's five steps in the sales process. Okay? And... People have different versions of this, but if you look and research and Google and read that, it's different steps. Some people say five, some people say 10, some people say seven, but they may break down the same steps or make it more broad. In mind, it's a little bit more broad. We're going to look at it from a bird's eye view. And then I want you to, after you listen to this episode, ask yourself, where am I weak? Where can I up level so I can make that X amount of dollars that I want to make so I can do Y. Okay. When you have a sales process that's in place and it's proper, you can make money when you're sleeping. Also, you're able to, if it's working and it's like a well-oiled machine, you're able to just increase marketing and you know you're going to make more money. It's literally like scientific. It's not foo-foo law. It is scientific and it's so simple. Anybody can learn it. I promise you. It's simple, but it's not easy. It takes that boss mentality. It takes that unicorn mentality. And I have a funny feeling that if you're here and you self-selected into listening to this podcast, you're a boss. Okay. So let's keep, let's jump right into these juicy five um, sales processes that if you are aware of, if you can name, and if you can analyze in your business, you can tweak it, you can refine it, and you can write any kind of check you want. Six figures, seven figures, whatever. The sky is the beginning. First is prospecting. Or another way of saying that is lead generation. Okay. Second is qualifying the lead. Third is demonstrating value. Some people like to call it the sales presentation. Okay. And fourth is closing and negotiating. It's when you are having that consultation with an engaged potential customer the little negotiation of the price and the negotiation. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And then number five is delivery, which is 100% a part of the sales process because your referrals and reputation will be built on the back of how excellent you're able to deliver what you have promised your prospective client at the beginning of this process. I do have a 4A And 4A is so important. It's actually a part of the secret sauce. It's follow-up. Is your follow-up game strong or not? Is it strong or not? Because it needs to be strong if you want to make six and seven figures. Okay, you can't, you got to lean in. Got to lean into all the discomfort. So prospecting or lead generation, this can mean many different things depending on the structure of your business. So let's say, Cold calling is a type of prospecting or lead generation. Also, you could just have a digital marketing campaign. That's what I use. I have a digital marketing campaign. That's one of my favorite ways to market my businesses. You can also send out flyers. You can also shake hands and kiss babies. You can also go to networking events. You also can use social media, which is Instagram, webinars, podcasting, all of that would fall under 
lead generation if you are also talking about a product that you provide to potential clients, okay? So prospecting can look different. Now, prospecting is the most, there's two parts of the business that, or this process, the sales process, forgive me, that is just put a star next to it in your mind. Or if you're taking notes, put a star next to it because those two areas are often neglected and those two areas will give you the best return on investment, so to speak. Prospecting is one of them. Please put a star next to it in your mind. You have to have a prospecting or lead generation process that is set it and forget it. I always say that we're kind of talking about prospecting is a form of marketing, okay? And you have to have one that works for your personality. All marketing works, so cold calling works. Lead generation through digital marketing works with Google AdWords and SEO and things like that. Also, going to a lot of social events and talking about yourself, even presentation, web, all of it works. A good thing is to pick one or two that you think that you can do very well in, that you enjoy, that you can be consistent, consistent with. So for me, that's digital marketing. I have a podcast, which would kind of fall under digital marketing. I'm not a big go-to-networking events person. That's not for me doesn't go for my personality. I am outgoing, but doing that whole thing sometimes is draining. So for me, I prefer the Google AdWords, the SEO, the webinar, the podcasting. That's my jam. I can be consistent with it. It's something I enjoy. So I'm not, so you don't have to do all of the prospecting, but your business does have to have one or two prospecting that works for your kind of business. Okay. So it may be your type of business if you're selling vacation packages Cold calling is big in in that industry. In my industry, which is coaching, business coaching, as well as being an attorney, that is not even allowed by the bar and it's not something that is acceptable or will give you a good return on investment. So it depends on your type of business, but all of that works, okay? There's a reason. What works for you, you have to choose and you have to be consistent with it. You have to be consistent. If you have digital marketing, you have to have a particular budget. You have to have a particular way in which don't do all the digital marketing. If if, Try one or two and whatever is working, do more of that and less of what's not working. A lot of it is adjusting and being able to pivot as an entrepreneur. Step two, qualifying leads. When you want to qualify a lead, you want to assess the needs of the potential client the urgency of their need, if they have the money, the moolah to pay you, and are, is the person you're talking with the ultimate decision maker. Those are the things that need to be happening in the qualifying process. So if you're speaking, you can qualify by an intake form. You can qualify by an application. You can qualify, uh, for instance, by from I have an intake. First of all, I have a, someone who screens my calls to make sure that they're a good fit, personality-wise, money-wise, all of those things, like a quick call. And that gives me the information of knowing, do I want to speak to them? So you can have a gatekeeper when you get to a little more advanced place in your business if you're not already there. But if you are the gatekeeper, when you are speaking with someone, and uh, for instance, let's say you're an online business coach and you are at the grocery store and you start speaking to Susie Q, 
Susie Q says, I'm thinking about starting a business. And you say, oh, I'm a business coach. And you guys start talking about it, right? In that conversation, now that's a prospective lead. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert the tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Let me back up to step one. All prospective leads or leads that are generated to your business, they fall in three categories. Either they're people you know, which is going to be the warmest kind of lead. This kind of lead statistically converts at a much higher rate because the person has built in trust. They know you. So you don't have as much of an uphill battle as someone who doesn't. Or second category they can fall in is someone that you know someone that knows you. And these are, they convert at a second, this category of person converts at a second highest rate of any potential new client. And last is someone that you do not know whatsoever. And that's going to be a harder sale because you're going to have to do a lot more wooing. And, and, and again, everything in your marketing process from your website to your business card is a representation of either attracting trust or creating doubt. And we can address that in a whole nother episode. So back to number two, when you're qualifying leads, which is assessing the need of your potential client, the urgency of what they need, if they have the money and if, uh, or whether or not they are the ultimate decision maker, it, once you go to each step, you, you, you need to have a script to qualify the leads. Some people are so anti-script. Script is not, oh, you have to do it the same way every single time. Script is that there's certain things in that discussion, in that interaction that is consistent each time. The consistency is the key. Because if it's consistent and it gives you if this person has a need for your need for your service, if they have urgency, if they have the money, if they have ultimate decision making. So let's say we're back at that supermarket and you're speaking to Susie Q. She wants to start a business. So now you need to know if you have a script already memorized and one that you use in your business, you already know the kinds of questions to ask that kind of person. So is this something you're looking for to do now? Is this something you're just kind of considering? Oh, no, no, this is something I've been thinking about, something I really want to do now. I just went through a divorce and I just, this is a big dream. So check needs. Urgency. That first question that I asked kind of hit on both. I want to do it now. Now you want to know if the person has money. Now you know this, she does. She said she went through a divorce. So most likely she doesn't have to speak to anybody else, but she may say, I need to speak to my best friend who had a business coach and I want to know first. So you want to know. And you say, oh, you know, this, this is how much, you know, I charge to do it. And I would love to get on the phone. And if she doesn't bat an eyelash, you know, I want to get on the phone, have my team reach out to you and schedule for a consult. Cause I really feel like, you know, we can make some magic happen here. Then you kind of qualified lead. Cause if she calls your office or you schedule her, you take your information, she's already 
potentially willing to spend that kind of money. I am a big proponent of putting your pricing on your website. I do, because then most anybody before they call you, they're going to look at your website. And if they call, no, having looked at the price, they already know what time of day it is. That in and of itself is a qualifier in a sense. Okay, let's move on to number three, demonstrating value or presentation. Now, most salespeople love step three because anyone can present, anyone can dance, anyone can, you know, if you have the gift that they grab, but that's not the most important part. The prospecting and the qualifying, well, the prospecting is ding, 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 put a star. Qualifying is very important because if you're doing a presentation and then you find out 30 minutes into it that the person's going to do it, but two years from now after they finish nursing school or they're not the ultimate decision maker, you just wasted your own time. So it's important not to skip steps and go straight to the presentation. You have to do the prospecting properly. You have to do qualifying properly. And you have to do, you have to do every time in that order because you will get burned. Okay, the presentation and the demonstration, what I can tell you about that is don't talk too much as far as giving facts and statistics and all of that. No, you want to ask questions and listen. If you ask the right questions, it's going to tell you that person's pain point or ways that you can sizzle, razzle, dazzle that deal to convert that person into a lead. So in the hypothetical I gave you guys earlier, Susie, she just went through a divorce. And she says, she said, oh, I really want to pursue my dream. So it's a perfect time for her to reinvent herself, for her to always pursue her dream. And you have that little tidbit based on what she told you. You, you have, may ask qualifying questions like, oh, how come you have, didn't do it before? And she may say something like, well, my husband wouldn't allow me to do it. So now you already know sort of that she's having the I'm coming out party and you can be a part of it. You can help her facilitate her dream using that hypothetical. So listening and asking the right questions and not giving a whole bunch of background. Oh, I have a law degree. I'm this and that. Yes. Eventually, if they ask you, let them know. But it's not about that. It's about relationship. It's about building up a rapport with your potential client. Also listening to see, first of all, is it a good fit? You know, can your program, can what you're offering help them? And what do they want out of it? It's a mutual, it's just like dating. You want to have those conversations. How many kids do you want to have? You know, do you like, do you want to live in Florida the whole time? So you want to have that. They should be qualifying you as you're qualifying them. And same thing is actually going on because there is a buyer's process that we may talk about in a later podcast. Now we're talking about the salesperson's process, but there is a buyer's process as well. So it's a dance. It's very symbiotic. So those are something. And also another thing is know your product. Know how much, you know, don't, if you're not ready, if you don't have your offer refined, if you don't know, hey, because they're going to ask, potentially, oh, do, can, do you accept Visa? Can I pay now? Can I, if you look like you're on the spot making stuff up and you don't know your product, you don't know when your course is going to start, you don't know if you take payment arrangements because you're sort of making up as you go along, you're going to lose credibility and your chances of converting that sale is very slim in that situation. Very, very slim. You don't want to talk too much. You want to ask the right questions and you want to know your product. And that's why you want to have a script. You need to know uh, how much, how much is the cost to get a divorce? How much does it cost to do your program? Do you accept payment arrangements? Are they automatic? Can I get my money? You need to know it like the back of your hand. And if you don't, then you're, you, you need to go back to the drawing board, know your stuff before you start talking to people about your product because it might make you lose credibility. 
And the fourth step is closing or negotiating, getting to the money. What are the terms? What are the, are there payment arrangements? This is when, this is when you know you're kind of closing clients, a good indication when they start trying to negotiate with you. Well, can I put $2,000 down? Well, how about then, you know, and you need to sizzle, you need to dizzle and then you need to add dazzle. And then you need to ask for that money. Okay. Like if you're, if, if, if you got to this fourth part, when you're on the line at the supermarket with Miss Susie Q, then you can go ahead and say, okay, are you interested? Blah, blah, blah. I actually have a special, you know, a special offer that's expiring soon, if that's true. And say, okay, you know, let's just get you all signed up. As a matter of fact, I can take your information here. I mean, you have to be a sales savage. If you're not willing to ask for the money, you're playing games with yourself. You're not ready. Because if the person's engaging you in this conversation, they're interested. They're interested. So you have to close. Now, 4A is ding, 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 just as important as number one, lead generation prospecting, because it's follow-up. There's so much money I've made in follow-up. You have to have a follow-up script. You have to have a follow-up system. And you have to have a follow-up consistently. Okay? So, and that's a part of the system. So essentially, sometimes people are not ready to buy now. That's legitimate. They're not ready, don't have the money together, or they want to do something at a different time. So I'll tell you ways in which this can make you lots of money. First of all, if you get to the end of a sales presentation trying to close, you're not able to close. And, and don't just be rejected, okay? Ask, okay, is it, can I follow up with you? They say, hey, I don't know. I have to wait till January so I get my tax return. And, you know, we're in October. You say, okay, can I follow up? And by the way, Merry Christmas, you know, happy Thanksgiving, you know, whatever, happy holidays, you know, mention personal facts that they um, shared with you. And I heard you're going to get married. I hope you the best of the best. Can I follow up with you? You know, let's say uh, January 8th. Let's say they say yes. Make sure that's on your calendar and that you follow up with them. And then you put personal details in the follow up. You say, oh, how did the wedding go? Can you share me some some pictures? How was the holidays? Blah, blah, blah. And then the person's like, you know what? I did get my tax. I am ready to go. Can we jump on the phone again? Or they might say, you know what? It's not a good time right now. I, you know, mom's in the hospital. Can you give me a call in two weeks? Then follow up. After two or three attempts, you can fall back. That's for me. That's me. Some people will keep on going. For me, after two, three times, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've had no follow-up. And then I hired someone to do follow-ups, an intake specialist, and I've seen a 30% increase in revenue. It, there's a lot of money to be made. Also, if you do it very classy and you do it like a unicorn, person's going to be impressed that you had integrity, kept your word, you remembered personal details about their life, and they might refer you to someone else. And that is a potential. Like I've had that happen to where the person says, you know, I no longer want to move forward, but I have a referral. Here's my, and the, their referral actually went through with it. So yes, sales is a relationship business. So you want to keep the relationship and the follow-up. And if you, you know, a lot of times people don't follow up because they're understaffed. And again, I will be addressing this. I do have a episode about hiring, hiring process coming down the pipeline. I don't know when, but soon. The last aspect of this process is delivery. Some people feel like once you get the money, once that person's a client, you're done. No, the sales process continues in the delivery because you need to 
exceed your client's expectation, give them more value than they pay for, blow their minds. If you do that, that one customer will go back to their friends, family, anybody else that who may need the same type of services and bring you in instead of, let's say your product or service is $2,000, it can be 20,000 because they can bring you 10 people. They might bring you five people who each bring you one other person. So you want to make sure that you are exceeding expectations, that, the, that you're giving more value. So if someone is paying you $2,000, give them $6,000 of value blow their minds. And that is a part because getting referrals and then you tell your customers and you tell the people that you're following up with who aren't customers, I make all my money through referrals. You know, referrals are like the lifeblood of my business. Please, if you know anyone that can benefit, please send them my way. Here's my card. That is a game changer. You don't want to leave any stone unturned. So that was today's episode. We walked through the five steps of the sales process. We talked about how we can refine the sales process. Where This episode is going to come out in the fourth quarter of 2020. 2020 has been a tough year for us all, but I want you to lean in. I want you to be the unicorn that you are. And in 2021, make sure that in the rest of 2020, your sales process is refined and then you're prepared to make money. A lot of people in recessions, which they say we're in, make money, make the most money ever because there's change happening. A lot of people are now working from home. There's lots of opportunities for new things. Be innovative. A secret that people don't tell you is that I believe that being an entrepreneur is linked to being able to be happy because being an entrepreneur may not be for everybody, but if it's for you, you can make the most money. Most millionaires are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and you can control your time. And that's beautiful because we cannot get our time back. Time is finite. I so enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to hang out with you guys next week again. And until next time, Unicorn, let's go get them. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful, community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns.